Boom! Happy Monday, Chinch. How we feeling, buddy? Feeling good, dude. I changed up my routine, man. I had to, yeah. I had to shock my routine. What do you got? Because, you know, I'm so top-heavy with work, yeah. right? So what I started doing was like, all right, you know what? Let me sleep as late as I possibly can and then get up and just start going. And then I'll, right. you know, do my regular thing and shower and work out after. Changes this morning and this weekend i've I been thinking about it all weekend and finally this morning I, was, I, I told jess last night like hey the second i wake up and get out of bed i'm going straight into the shower taking a cold shower nice. that was dude, enough dude it I looks feel- i'm i chinch you look like ready to go bro this morning serious when yeah, i when you popped on I'm the like, screen i'm like chinch is ready to go like i was thinking you you did something this morning to get ready to go really so i swear like no doubt about it 100 percent. yeah dude now i'm like I'm, I'm just i don't know it's it's the right move because i always like i don't feel fully awake until i shower i just don't yeah. are you like that can you go like, like dude my, well my mom always told me growing up and she was right she's like take shawnee take a shower you'll feel like a new person and i agree right. with that man I, I when i take a shower dude i feel like a new person i'm the same it's incredible way. even well, like when, when you have a cold when, when, when yeah. i have like a flu take a shower at least that gives you like at least a half hour reprieve from like whatever yeah. illness you have you ever noticed that oh, oh, nah, totally. like a million bucks dude i'm shot out of a can dude are you when you take a shower are you a, just a soap guy on your body or do you put like into the into the washcloth and the, the, those little poofy things they got oh well you know i have like a little bit of like an eczema thing or whatever it is yeah. thanks dad yeah. uh thanks dad <laughs> so i have like a whole process i have to kind of like exfoliate like like when you Usually. see like, like yeah. supermodels target, they detour, that yeah. <laughs> do all that stuff. And what I do, I would not, is not conventional to what most people would do. I take a washcloth and put soap on it. Yeah. And after I wash like my whole body, I grind my face. It's not the yeah. healthiest thing. Most people should not do it. But for me, I've learned it's the best way to do it. And I basically just exfoliate anything. And then I kind of like moisturize when I got it. I mean, this is a ridiculous thing, dude. Chinch in the chinch in the hey, chinch in the supermodels. If you ex, if you don't exfoliate, <laughs> call chinch. My skin is now and dude. Giselle. Yeah, yeah. chinch Giselle <laughs> and Kate Upton. Anyway, no, but I, now I know. Now I know. I'm back. I'm back in the what is it? Back in the New York groove as a song. Yeah, dude. Nice, dude. Yeah, nice. dude. How was your weekend? What'd you do? Great. I had a great weekend, dude. A little bit of a sad weekend. Um. Grant Jackson Jr., who, who Grant Jackson played, I think, 20 years in the big leagues. Lefty, little bit of trivia here. In 1979, the We Are Family team, do you know who the winning pitcher of Game 7 of the World Series was? Was it him? Grant Jackson came in, came, came in in relief and got the win. Nasty lefty, was just a great guy. Um, one of my favorite guys. I have so many different stories. My mind was kind of all over the place, and I was thinking about a couple stories when I was uh, Millie Jackson, Grant's wife, Grant passed away like a year and a half ago, and Millie just passed away this a couple of days ago. Crazy, because I had seen, we called him Buck Jackson, you know, so I'd seen Buck buying a lottery ticket one day. He's like, Sean, what's up? I'm like, hey, Buck, what are you doing? He's like, I'm getting a lottery ticket. Me and Millie are, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. Week later, he passed away. Crazy, right around COVID. It was awful. Anyway, um, you know, he's a legend around here with the Pirates and all the teams he played for, but he does a lot, in the, and Buck did a lot in the community with kids and you know, all that stuff. Um, so rewinding Millie, dude, used to, you know, she's from Puerto Rico. She used to cook for us when we were growing up. His mom? His mom. Yeah. No, no, his wife, his wife, Grant Jackson Jr. Who was my best friend, one of my best friends growing up, his mom. 
Gotcha. Bro, we used to sleep over there Friday, Saturday, come after games. Dude, I mean, an endless supply of rice and beans and beefsteak, uh-huh. right? Like, you know, thin steak. She would make a chicken uh, we and we'd always go to bed with a, a nice ham che- ham and cheese sandwich too oh, with yeah. lettuce on on town talk bread i was like it's incredible mayonnaise anyway I, that's, I think that's why i had a slight weight problem back when i was 12 to 14 it was like at the jackson house too much but dude it, it, it first off it gave me a love for latino food now I'll, I'll get to that story too there's so many stories from growing up in the jackson household and millie jackson so i'm i'm dude i'm 13 years old I'm about to be 14. I'm about to go into my freshman year in, uh, in, in high school. So Buck Jackson is the double-A pitching coach for the Pittsfield Cubs. So think about this, bro. I end up playing in the minors and in the big leagues. And I was going down that when he was the pitching coach for the Pirates, I'd go down with Grant Jackson. We'd be in the batting cages, and we would hit and blah, blah, blah. Like, I was getting some big league experiences that usually only the kids get. I did not know that. I Dude, this is incredible. Like when I look back at my life, this is a definitely a formative part of, of, mm-hmm. of my journey. So, so that summer of 88, 1988, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, uh, uh, Pittsfield, Massachusetts brother with me and Grant Jackson Jr. for two weeks, dude. So we're going to ride the buses. We went to Reading and then what's funny is that was the Eastern league. I ended up playing in the Eastern league, uh, about nine years later, wow. I play in the Eastern League. But before that, I'm with Buck Jackson. So anyway, so much incredible stuff. Joe Girardi, bro, was the catcher on that double-A team. This is incredible. So it all comes together because of the Jacksons, which is this is why I was thinking about this. Millie Jackson passed, and we had this wonderful service for on Saturday and brought back so many memories of growing up with the Jacksons. So I'm 14. Um, uh, uh, where the second series in Reading, PA, Joe Girardi gets crushed the plate. Just, you know, play at the plate. He gets dislocates his shoulder. So now Grant and I, we're like 13-year-old kids. We're like, hey, hey, hey baby. You know, we're in, the, we're in the clubhouse before the games. We go out. We're just kind of hanging out. We're along for the ride, you know. There was a snow cone machine that we broke into. We figured out how to get free snow cones. Like, every day, I'm like, get me the root beer, Grant. Grant's like, give me the mango. You know, we were just talking about that on Saturday. I was like, remember when we were at Pittsfield? We had nothing to do. We broke into the snow cone machine. We figured out. So, so um, Joe Girardi gets, gets you know, those dislocates his shoulder. And back then, to stay in shape, you know Joe. Joe's the most jacked guy out there, dude. So, even back then, this is when super he was like jacked. super jacked. So, he's right out of Northwestern, dude. He's 22 years old. He's riding the exercise bike every day with his shoulder ice on his shoulder, but he's flying on the bike. Well, Grant and I were there to kind of hang out with him because we had nothing else to do. Everyone else is out batting practice. We're like, hey, Joe. Like, we were like, uh, which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? Like, we were like the annoying, like, teenagers, right? So Joe was so cool to us. was so awesome. You know, he called me Shawnee because that's what Buck called me, Shawnee. And, 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 and Buck, you know, Grant Jr. And, you know, we just became good buddies with Joe. And, um... And also, too, bro, this is an un- unbelievable story. That year, I think it was that summer, Gr- Junior had just been drafted. Oh, Ken Griffey, yeah, this is incredible. So Ken Griffey Jr. stopped in. He played, he literally played like, I think he played like a week in that league or two weeks in the Eastern League. He played in Pittsfield. So everyone was like, Ken Griffey Jr. is coming tomorrow. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, incredible. And you so, knew who he was. Everybody knew who he was. He everyone was knew who he was. First, he was the first pick of the draft. Stars. Yeah. Everyone knew who he was. And obviously his dad was also still playing. So Junior, dude, I met Junior. I told I tell Junior all the time. Dude, I met you when I was 13, 14 years old. He doesn't remember, but I got his autograph. 
No way. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. I got dude, his never auto. Told me this story. This Bro, it's incredible. So I got his. So he, you know, because Grant and I were there all day because we're with Buck. Here comes Junior, and I'm like, hey, man, can I get your autograph? And he gave me his autograph, a bootleg ball. You know, I didn't know anything about the pearls or anything. But I remember watching him take BP, bro. And he was he, – Griff was 17, 18 at the time. And and Grant and I were there, and, and and Junior was hurt, I believe. So he was taking early BP by himself. Dude, incredible. Like, I look back now, it's so incredible. I played six years with him after that. It's incredible. But I look back at that first memory. So, that, so I meet Ken Griffey Jr. on this trip to Pittsfield. I meet Joe Girardi. Also, do you remember a guy named Jerome Walton? Yeah, Center of course I do. Was he, rookie his, of the year. His baseball card was very hot back in the day. Very hot. Dude, he was this. He was a center fielder on that team. Mark Grace had just gotten called up. Why? Mike Harkey, who's you know was a pitcher, so yeah. it was incredible for humongous. So anyway, Mike Harkey, humongous human being, so huge, so huge. So dude, we and and then Buck start. Buck, Buck cooked like cooked like Millie. So we always ate rice, beans, beef steak. You know, Buck's from Cleveland, but he learned to cook like Millie because you know. So anyway, unbelievable story, right? So a few years later, I'm 19 years old. Joe Girardi comes in to play with the um, with uh, the Colorado Rockies. Him and a guy named Freddie Benavidez. Freddie Benavidez is the bench coach now for the Cincinnati Reds, and um. And turned out to be one of my coaches with the Reds. This is even unbelievable story. So at 19, I just finished my rookie, my freshman year at University of Richmond. Grant's out of college too, and we and we get we we connect with Joe to have lunch. So it's me, Joe Girardi, Freddie Benavidez, and Grant Grant Jackson Jr. So we're, we meet up for lunch. We get a hold of Joe. We meet up for lunch. We're like, you know, we're really worried. Can you leave us tickets? We want to tell our friends we we got tickets left by Grant uh, by uh, Joe Girardi for the Rockies Pirates. So. So he's like, yeah, I'll leave you four tickets. Let's meet up for lunch. So, bro, we meet up for lunch. It's me, Joe, Freddie Benavides, who I don't know. Obviously, I'm 19. I'm a 19-year-old kid at Richmond. So is Grant. And obviously, we haven't seen Joe since we were 13. And But he remembers us. So we have lunch. We have a great lunch. And I'm like, you know, Joe's like, Joe picks up lunch. We thought it was so cool. He picked, he bought lunch for us. We're like, yeah, baby. Leaves us four tickets. We're right there. Watching the game, Freddie Benavidez was a great guy, so cool. Um, so, uh, so fast forward, bro. So I, I told Joe, Joe, how's how's everything going, Case or Shawnee? How's everything going, Shawnee? Well, I'm playing University of Richmond. I was a freshman All American. You know, obviously, I wasn't no prospect at the time. I, I had two homers, whatever. And Grant's like, yeah, Grant was playing at, at uh, um, a local junior college here, and he was doing well too. So cool. So we caught up with him. So anyway, fast forward, bro. That's 1994. I remember it was summer 94. Summer 95, I go to the Cape Cod League. I do really well. We might, you know, end up becoming a second round pick of the Indians in 1995. 1997, I get called up to the big leagues. First to bat uh, in Chicago, get a knock. Oh, it's so great, you know. We go back home to Cleveland. Thursday night baseball, we're playing the, playing the Yankees. I get done with batting practice. You know, obviously, the, the, in Cleveland, it's the best team in baseball, sold out every night. You know, the, 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 the Fox is putting them on a lot. So I'm at my locker at like 6.15, bro, just getting ready to go get like go to the food room because I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. And Mike Hargrove comes up to me. He's like, hey, um, Tommy's not playing tonight. You're going to play first base. Well, can you imagine? So now no, I don't even I have time. I imagine what that feeling so, like. I just got the feeling right now. My heart sank. Oh, my God. So I'm not ready to play. I'm just like, but they're like, hey, you're playing. You're starting tonight. Sold out. Jacob's field, bro. 
And back then, playing first was nerve-wracking. You know, you know, people talk about hitting all the time. I think the most nerve-wracking thing about playing in the big leagues is defense because you can't mm-hmm. mess up, and there's yeah, so many things I, going on. I think you any know? any level of baseball, you don't want to make an error. That's, like, feels so embarrassing. So Dude. I used to get more nervous on defense than I would ever going up to the plate. Yeah. No, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, so um, – before the game, so I now let me let me fast let me let me let me let me go back a little bit. Before the game, so we're playing the Yankees. Before the game, though, I walk. Joe Girardi's the catcher for the Yankees, dude. So I haven't seen Joe since 1994. He he thinks I'm at University of Richie. Probably thinks I have a job now. He has no idea. So I saw him when I was 13. Spent two weeks with him. He became my good buddy. 19. Now four years later, bro, I'm in the big leagues. Or three years later, I'm in the big leagues now. He doesn't know I play baseball. He has no idea. So I walk up to him in Indian's uniform before the game. Batting practices are switching. I said, hey, Joe. And he remembers me. Hey, Shawnee, what are you doing? He thought I was the bat boy. <laughs> he goes, are you, are you bat boy in tonight? Like, why are you in a, why are you in a uniform? Like, he, he was, didn't understand. I go, no, I just got called to the big leagues. Oh my God. He's like, what? Freaking out. He was freaked out. You got to, well, dude, we have to get Joe on the show and ask him the story because he tells it exactly how I tell it. It's a, he tells a different version. But he goes, what? I go, yeah, I played professional baseball. I got drafted a couple years ago and here I am. He's like, you got to be kidding me. This is incredible. And uh, dude, he couldn't believe it. It was like he saw a ghost. And like for me, I was like, so cool to see Joe. I'm like, oh my God, so cool. So anyway, hour later, they tell me I'm starting the game. Holy moly. So I'm like, oh my God. And Joe's catching. So I call my parents. I'm like, I'm starting my first start tonight, Thursday night baseball. And they can't get there in time because it's two hours away. So they watched on Fox or whatever. But bro, I go up to my first at bat. And Joe like stands up to tell the umpire the story. Like he's so. (laughs) That's his personality too. He's so taken back that I'm in the big leagues. Joe's like. You're not going to believe this. He just wanted to tell anybody listening. He's like, you're not going to believe this. I knew this kid when he was 13 years old. He goes, he was with Grant Jackson's best friend. He's like, and he was in Pittsfield Cubs. He's like, the ump was like, all right, you got to get down. And we got to play the game. We got to play the game. But Joe couldn't believe it. He's like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So as I get in the box, Joe's still talking to me. He's like, Shawnee, I can't believe this. I can't believe you're in the big again. Yeah, anyway, I, I can't remember what I did. I got my... I was 0 for 4. I I had an RBI ground out against. Was fa- I was facing David Cohn, dude. I'd never seen oh, a ball like geez. ball was moving everywhere. I was like, what the hell? I was like, I've never seen a ball <laughs> move like this. Incredible. Balls. Yeah. So I had Joe behind the plate. But I just, dude, when I look back, and another cool thing about Millie Jackson was all the the Latino food that I ate growing up, bro. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s mom used to cook stuff in Montreal and, and they would send it over to us. And then Wilton Guerrero, his brother, played with the Reds for a couple of years. And I would always say, hey, man, you mind when I would tell the guys on the team, D'Angelo Jimenez, Willie Mopena, the guys, when Vladdy would send food over, I'd say, hey, man, you might have get some of that. I was like, I love rice and beans and beans. All the, and dude, so it was known like in the big leagues, like, like even when I was with Boston, like David Ortiz would get stuff. Vlad, Vlad Jr. Whenever we play the Expos or we play whatever, with the Angels, they would send food over and they, hey, give us the case. So it would show up my show up at my locker the Latino food, all because of Millie Jackson. So listen, I just want to I want to give a shout out to the Jackson family, to Buck Jackson, to Grant Jackson Jr., Yolanda, Debbie. And Millie Jackson, what wonderful people. It was such a big part of my life, but brought me that story with Joe Girardi 
uh, brought me so many experiences I never would have had in the big leagues and the minor leagues with the Pirates and the Cubs and all that stuff. And just an unbelievable, uh, just an unbelievable, um, you know, uh, uh, experience I had with that family and just incredible. Great story, incredible. man. Great. Yeah, story. Isn't that incredible? Sure. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And that when I see Joe, even when Joe was at the network, he'll still be like that story. I still can't believe that we met each other when you were 13 and I was 22 because Joe hadn't played in the big leagues yet either. He, he, he broke right, in with the right, Cubs, right. but he was yeah. in double A. He wasn't even Joe Girardi then. He was like, a, yeah. oh, this is the uh, catcher from Northwestern top prospect. Right. That is such an amazing story. Yeah. That's yeah. so crazy, dude. Yeah, and dude, really quick, one last, one last part of the story. We were taking a bus ride from – it's a great part. I, I, we were taking a bus ride from um, whatever, Reading, where he had just, just gotten hurt, to wherever we were going, Binghamton, to Binghamton. And I, had a, I, had, I, I was sitting next to the guy they just called up, this guy named Kelly Mann. They just, I never, I'll never forget his name. He called him up from A-ball to take over for Joe. And – Joe's sitting in front of me. You know, Joe's a straight shooter. Joe, Joe's, you know, strong Christian man, straight shooter guy. So <laughs> Kelly Mann's 20 years old. I'm 13. And Kelly Mann starts asking me some prop, some inappropriate things. Like, I won't say what that, you know, inappropriate, no, no big deal, but like inappropriate stuff. Like you probably shouldn't be asking a 13-year-old, but, but the kid's 20. You know, yeah. Bro, Joe Girardi jumps up. It's like 2 in the morning. Jumps up and has this guy, is choking this guy out against the window. Boom! He's like, you don't, you don't talk to a 13-year-old like that. You don't talk to a 13-year-old like that. He's like, Shawnee, come sit with me up here. So, dude, I was like, oh, 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 I didn't know what to do. So I always sat on Joe on the bus on the bus rides from then on because We're not Kelly sat Mann on was, Joe. You sat next to Joe. You I didn't sit, yeah, I sat next to Joe. You <laughs> sat on his lap on a bus. I didn't sit on that, but I sat next to Joe. But after after uh, Joe came out with one arm, had one arm in a sling, one arm, bam, had this guy choked against the window. <laughs> That is so great, man. Yeah, that's I, I know that from knowing Joe just yeah. for that short time. I know him, but it was for a couple of years. I was with him a lot. Dude, yeah. He is a he is a straightforward, straight shooting, straight shooter human being, very little cussing. I'm sure I'm sure every couple World Series he might drop a couple <laughs> F-bombs when he when he needed yeah. to. But yeah, he's about as stand up a human as there is. But, by the way, shooter. his daughter's an unbelievable basketball player. Actually, oh, really? I wonder where she's at now. High school, college? She last I knew her, she was in. I mean, I didn't know her personally, but she was in high school, and she yeah. had like the sickest jump shot in like in the country at the time. By the way, hey, really? speaking of college basketball, uh, speaking of women's basketball, shout out to the Columbia Lions women's basketball team, first time in history. Ivy League champs, dude. Go going to the tournament? Yes. Let's I go. I'm trying to Google it as an Ivy Leaguer. Like, Let's go, go bro. How sick is that, dude? That's I'm awesome, cool. dude. Hey, That's dude, Columbia Sports. Columbia baseball is legit, too. My buddy Sam Miller, my other yep. buddy uh, Hank Ogden's son's out there, too. There's some good players, dude. They're, yeah. they're good. And the women's hoops. I mean, come mm -hmm. on. Let's go. Men's hoops is getting there, too. Uh, oh. Yeah, proud. Proud of the, uh, the groups. It's always when, – when, Back in the day, they were only known for fencing, which they are world <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. They're world-class fencers. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I know fencing is No, no I know. I, I laughed, too. But, like, the fencing culture, I remember, was this little little man with huge – he had so much hair, and he had, like, black hair, but it was, like, salt and pepper in him. So he had, like, black and gray hair. He looked like the fencing coach that you want. To <laughs> and, uh, and crew. And crew is the other big one. 
you know. Oh, dude, the crew, yeah, because you could you could go down the Hudson, right? Every morning, probably 5 a.m., the crew team's going down the that's Hudson. That's exactly, that's where there's a huge sea. If you, when you go over the GW Bridge, it's in a certain angle, you can see yeah. the big blue sea on the side of the, uh, of the rocks uh, on the Hudson River. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, yeah, that's my story, man. Pretty crazy, Love huh? it, dude. Love it. Congrats um, to the Columbia girls. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, one other thing. Oh, let's do one other thing quick. So we can both yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Shohei Otani showing off again? <laughs> yeah. Two dingers. Talk us through your Otani thing, but then I have an actual physical hitting question for you on the back yeah. end. <laughs> well, dude, here's the thing. When I see when I see Shohei go back to Japan, right? It was in an exhibition game in Japan, right? We joined Team Team Japan, mm-hmm. bro. <clears throat> I was fortunate enough. I got so much gratitude going on in this show today. I don't know what to do with it. But I, I was so fortunate <laughs> enough. 2008, bro, playing with the Red Sox. You know, when you're, on the, when you're on the Red Sox, you get a chance to do some cool things. We opened up in Japan, and we opened up in Tokyo um, against the A's. But we played some exhibition games against the Tokyo Giants and a couple other teams. Brother, those fans out there, the passion that they have for baseball in Japan is incredible. It's incredible. Like, they have a song for everybody. They, 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 it's almost like a soccer match where the people are singing the whole time and they're, and they're banging those like ding, 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 those things, those like, you know, rubber mallets and the whole game, the whole game, dude. It's incredible the energy that these people have for baseball. So obviously Shohei is the best player in the big leagues. They know it. They follow it. You know, he's an icon, international icon. So I think it was cool for him to go back to Japan yeah. and hit that home run right away, you know, go deep. And the, the crowd went, I mean, it was pandemonium when he hit it. So uh, just really cool. You know, he went down to his back knee. It reminded me of Adrian Beltre, who used to well, back in the day. that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. It, like, yeah. explain what happens. Because I actually, I'm not a professional player, but that, that used to happen to me every once in a while. I didn't hit balls 550 feet like the, the guys, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Beltre, yeah. yeah. Now Shohei, what is the mechanics that makes that okay? Because you almost only see it. You either sing on a swing and miss or a yeah. bomb. Yeah. Think about that. I almost, so. I almost think there's so much energy going through, and it probably was a pitch that was down. It's almost like you're going down a little bit to hit it. Your body's going down there, and then bam, you know, you, just like your the force is so great. And sometimes it takes you down to your knee, you know what I mean? So I think he obviously he hit the ball first and then went to a knee. Right. But the force, the momentum, took, and everything. The momentum takes you down there sometimes. And and obviously, yeah, if you're showing off a little bit, like Shohei probably was, yeah, that's true. The that's Japanese true. fans, exactly. you know what I'm saying? That he can. He's like, I'm going down to a knee here, so it gets point. all it gets all over the place. And they go, look at Shohei going deep and going to a knee. That's a good point. You know what I just thought of maybe also too? It's like it's the same concept because you're using your hips and your ass and everything to swing. Oh, yeah. Remember uh, the whole thing with Tom Seaver? They don't teach this, but what was his? He was drop and drive. Right. And he used to occasionally with his back leg, he used to cut his knee. I think he used to have to wear a knee pad every once in a while because yeah. his back knee would would wind up hitting the ground at the end of his follow through. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, there she is. Stop, drop, and drive it. Oh, Bella? Bella's back? Oh, shut up. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we had, we had some other stuff. Dude, I, 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 had, I had some problems last night, bro. What Macy's got a Macy's got a stomach problem. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. So, like, uh, one in the morning, I hear, you know, scratching at the door, and whoop, 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 whoop. 
I go down, boom, take her out. You know, it was kind of cool. There was the moonlight and me and Macy, but she's just dropping like bombs all over the yard. Oh. Like, you know, you know, we're just struggling to get it out. But every hour and a half, dude, I was up last night. I took her out oh. at I took her out at eleven thirty, one. Sarah took her out once, two thirty, then I took her out at four and then five thirty and then she was good. Then I had to get up with the kids and I was like sleepwalking oh, into the sleepwalking into the kitchen. That's uh, tough. How's she doing now? Is she feeling any better? Uh, we'll give her the chicken and rice. We're going to try and, yeah, she's been grinding. I just took her for a walk. She grinded a little bit. You know, the worst is, though, the worst is they go to, you know, they go to, um, you know, release a bomb in somebody's yard and you got the bag ready and it comes out and there's oh, nothing really there. No. And then you, you walk away. You just no, no. Yeah, well, there was really nothing there. It was yeah, just like kind of like it was like a lot of air coming out. It's like, and then I start, I start walking away, and the the guy's looking at me. In the guy's looking at me. He's getting in his car, and oh, he and saw he my dog just take it. And, and I want to be like, "Hey, man, it's just air. She got a stomach problem." But <laughs> he looked at me. I looked at him. I had the bag in my hand. I walked away, and he was probably like, no doubt, called his wife. He was like, "I just watched the dude's dog take a dump in our yard, and he didn't pick up the crap." <laughs> I totally get that. I can see that. I can see that happen. All right. Yeah. Good luck with Macy and the chicken and rice. Yeah. Bella's got a little thing. Her paws hurting her, so I'm gonna take her to the vet tomorrow. I think yeah, she's okay. right. It's just like physical. They run around so much in the yard. It's good though. Though it's good to get that exercise. You know? Yeah. Exactly. All right. We have a big one tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, dude. We got Dave Wanstap, baby, the fellow Yunzer. We've been talking about getting him on. Oh, Bam, Chinch, Chinch made it happen, made a couple calls, told him, listen, you don't come on the mayor's office. 33rd team's out for you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that is officially not how it works. <laughs> I mean, if I had that kind of clout, I don't even know what we'd be doing right now. Yeah, we'd have some but good people on the I'm show. I'm really excited for you guys to. Yeah connect dude oh i can't wait dude i've met dave i've met dave before he's a true pittsburgher oh one of the best human beings ever and you know pit head coach had great success there obviously with all the stuff he's done nfl browns was it with the browns a little bit the oh, cowboy well, cowboys dude, cowboys back to miami he's with jimmy yeah. johnson miami the, jimmy johnson yeah. what they used to call which is a horrible term now but they used to call it uh when they played notre dame and they call it the uh what was it? The the Catholics versus the convicts. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He was right. with them. Then he was with Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys. The Cowboys, the yeah. The there. And then yeah, he's been yeah. all over in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been ever, yeah. Great in college. He's anyway, dude, I'm excited for that. He's so it's going to be great. Be ready, folks. Um, yeah, get ready. It's going to be a great conversation. Yeah. So Anyway. All right, dude. All right. All right, Chinchy. Hey, man, great seeing you. You look great with the shower. You're exfoliated your skin. You're ready to go. The hair's parted perfect. You're ready. Have a great day, dude. Monday, let's roll. Hey, hey, and also, thanks to everybody out there listening. Keep downloading, subscribing. We need it, baby. We need it. Talk to you.